Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Practice Journeys. This podcast series will be taking a deep dive into a myriad of topics, including career transitions, stepping outside one's comfort zone, and chatting with pharmacists who work in unique and innovative practice areas to learn how they arrived at their current positions. My name is Pooja Oja, and I am the current PGY2 Pharmacy Informatics Resident at the Mayo Clinic. Today's podcast will be a discussion with current Pharmacy Informatics Residency Program Directors. We are so excited to have Drs. Connie Saltzman and Beth Breeden with us today to share their stories and advice on leadership in pharmacy informatics. The section of pharmacy informatics and technology, SOPIT, connects informaticists who share common professional interests and goals. Members include specialists in diverse settings of pharmacy informatics, healthcare technology, data science, and other areas of innovation and digital health. SOPIT works towards interfacing information technology and medication use to improve safety, efficiency, and patient care. Our mission is through collaboration, provide a collective voice on best practices and issues related to the use of health information technology for medication use processes across the continuum of care and the advancement of pharmacy informatics as a specialty practice. Our vision is the health information technology is utilized to ensure that medication use processes are optimal, safe, and effective for all people all the time. We'll be having conversations today with women leaders in SOPIT who have been recognized by their peers for their sustained services and contributions and whose volunteer activities have supported our mission and advanced the profession. Thanks for joining us today. So today we have Beth and Connie with us. By way of the introduction, would you please tell us about your backgrounds, how you got started in informatics, and what role you are in now? We'll get started with Beth today. Good morning. Thank you so much. So much, Dr. Uja and Dr. Saltzman. I'm delighted to join you all and I appreciate very much ASHP coordinating this effort. It's a great time in health informatics and I'm so delighted to join you all. I am the current associate professor and also a chair of healthcare informatics programs at Lipscomb University College of Pharmacy in Nashville, Tennessee. And I got my start in health informatics by starting in health system pharmacy. And then after that, I went in to a job where I worked for an electronic health record company. So just when they were starting to mature. And then after that, I've moved into academia as well. So delighted to join you all. And it's great to be here. And Connie, would you mind introducing yourself as well? No problem. Thank you for having me. My name is Connie Saltzman. I am the Assistant Vice President for Clinical Pharmacy Informatics at HCA Healthcare in Nashville, Tennessee. I started off my career at the Johns Hopkins Hospital as a clinical pharmacist. Did that for about five years. And then I was given the opportunity to be an interim director of one of the pharmacy satellites there. I really enjoyed it. As part of that job, I was given the project of implementing computerized provider order entry at a couple of the nursing units that we covered. And as part of that project, I found that I loved informatics. I was able to learn a lot during that project and really found that this was my niche, my area of expertise. So a couple years later, I was looking for a full-time job in informatics and found it here in Nashville at HCA Healthcare. I work at the corporate office here and I've been here for about 14 years. And about nine years ago, I was lucky enough to be able to start the informatics residency. So we've had the informatics residency here for about nine years. 
You both bring such a wealth of experience with you. So it's so great that we get a chance to talk to you today. So I'll start off with our first question. What are some of the biggest challenges and opportunities you've encountered as a residency program director? And how did you grow and learn from those? Connie, I'll have you go first this time. Well, there's a lot of challenges that we have. I think the most recent challenge that we've run into is just lack of candidates for all of the informatics residencies that are out there. We've had the opportunity across the country to grow informatics residency programs. There's what, over 25 or 26 now. And, you know, really trying to figure out how do we get the word out there about informatics and what is informatics? So how can we partner with our pharmacy schools? How can we partner with other PGY1 programs to really get the word out so that people understand what informatics is and want to come and join us in informatics? So I think that's really one of the biggest challenges that we've had over the last couple of years. Beth, what about you? Great comments, Connie, and thanks. I think some of the challenges as well, too, that are inherent in most of these programs, you know, and a lot is just the funding, you know, getting those funded and we're in a post-COVID environment right now. And so that's always something to look at. I think as well, too, just making students and other residents aware that there are tremendous opportunities in informatics. So bringing them in to let them see that health informatics is really foundational to any area of pharmacy that you're going to work in. And whether you're a current practicing pharmacist or whether you're a PGY1 resident looking at this PGY2 opportunity, really letting you see that you can do that and that you don't necessarily need a background like in computer science. I think that's a lot of the things that I see as well, too, is when students think, okay, I need to disassemble and reassemble this computer for you in the interview. And it's like, nope, that's not where we're going. So there's plenty of room at the table. And so making students aware of that, I think, is also a challenge. I agree with that. As a former student, I can say that those are some of my misconceptions before I started in pharmacy informatics. And through my PGY1, as I started to learn more about pharmacy informatics, I definitely became more interested in it and realized what impact pharmacy informatics can have on the healthcare system. So that's really great that you shared your experiences about that. Now that you can recognize those challenges, how have you seen residency training evolve over the years? And what would you change about that training now? Are there experiences that you wish you could have provided for your residents and new practitioners? Wow, what a fantastic question. And this is such a great time in pharmacy informatics. I mean, the residency training is developing, it's continuing to mature. As I mentioned before, there are tremendous numbers of opportunities in this space that cross all sectors. I mean, any area of pharmacy that you're going to work in. I've been super delighted to see things that have happened, such as with ASHP's updating of the required competency areas and goals. I want to compliment Dr. Saltzman. She was on the design team that worked on that. And there's some really neat areas that are included in that as well, too. So if you're listening to the podcast and haven't looked at those, I would recommend it. But when you look at things like data analytics and project management and IT and automation and leadership, it really is so comprehensive in what's covered in those. And likewise, I think the residency training has continued to evolve because, you know, we've seen our electronic health records continue to evolve. And with that has come tremendous opportunities and clinical decision support and interoperability and seeing that data there for patients. I think one of the neat things that we're seeing now is digital health. 
And we've got a real focus on that and innovative technologies like blockchain and predictive analytics and different types of things like that. So we've been able to see this develop and grow. We've been able to really tailor that to our residents. We're in Nashville Healthcare, its city, so to speak, with over 500 healthcare companies that are here. So we really have tremendous opportunities for our residents to do work in corporate settings, in academia, also in health system pharmacy as well. So it really gives them a chance to see all the areas that are involved. Connie, what are your thoughts? I agree with everything that you said. I think the use of data, the ability to have the data and large sets of data is really good. It's something that we haven't always had in informatics. So being able to utilize that data to grow and improve the work that we're doing is fantastic. I think that we have a lot more use of standards than we have in the past. And so being able to be interoperative, to use standards, be able to share data and share information is really important. And that's something that has evolved over the last couple of years. Being able to participate in identifying what some of the standards are or improving the standards is something that I think that our residents can help with, can help grow. And I think that's really something that if we can provide more of that to our residents, that will just help them continue to find new opportunities after the residency program. Yes, you both certainly hit on really important pieces of informatics that are very important and very next generation of informatics of what we plan to see in the future. And that's really great. So hopefully we do get more involved with those pieces coming in the next couple of years. Knowing that I was in these shoes just a few months ago, I could have used all the advice that anyone would have given me at that time. What advice would you give pharmacists or pharmacy students who are considering pharmacy informatics residency training? Sure. I mean, I think you don't have to be an informaticist to be involved in pharmacy informatics or healthcare informatics. One of the important things, one of the great things about informatics is that you can be involved as a very small part of your job or you can have your full-time job be pharmacy informatics. If it's something that you think you're interested in, reach out to other informaticists, reach out to your mentor or to your preceptors or to your boss and ask if there's projects that you can get involved in that have things to do with informatics. Are there projects that have data analytics that you can get involved in? Projects where you're looking to optimize the automated dispensing machines or being able to optimize the electronic health record. You know, start to get involved, start to work on some of those projects and see if that is something that is interesting to you. You know, I think thinking outside the box, if I don't have anything in my current position, is there another company or another hospital in the area who would let me come and spend a day with a pharmacy informaticist or a healthcare informaticist, a nurse informaticist, you know, just to see what it is that we do. You know, yes, we spend a lot of time in the computer, but we aren't programming for the most part, thank goodness. We do a lot of data analytics. We do a lot of evaluating workflow. How can we take the best practices that are out there and really make them work for our patients to improve patient safety and improve clinician workflow and satisfaction? So I think just asking questions, starting to get involved, you know, even if you've been working for a couple of years, we've had candidates who have worked for a couple of years and come back into the residency program to get more training. You don't have to go directly from college to a PGY-1 to a PGY-2. There are other options out there. 
So I think really just asking questions and getting to understand what it is we do and then starting to slowly get some experience in your current position, that's really what I would recommend. Beth, what about you? Oh, great comments, Connie. Great comments. Yeah, I think start preparing right now. You really want to look at opportunities moving forward to get yourself prepared, to get exposure, to gain competencies and skills right now. If you're a student, you know, this is something we share with our students as well is to look at those ippies and appies and rotations. And again, to echo Connie's comments, to look at projects, ask those preceptors if they have data projects or if they have informaticians working there. We've seen as well over the nine years of our residency that a lot of the applicants have a dual degree. So look at those dual opportunities to continue to grow your competencies and skills. I mean, for instance, at Lipscomb, we have an online Masters of Healthcare Informatics, and many of our, our pharmacy students are in that dual degree, getting certificates as well. There are online opportunities with ASHP for advanced training, continuing education, different things like that. So you can really build those skill sets very quickly doing that and get connected, networking, you know, get connected with folks that are in this space right now. That makes such a big difference in, you know, building your CV out, connecting with, you know, informaticians who are on LinkedIn, for instance. So really grow your LinkedIn account and grow your skills there. And I think it's always really neat when I have someone reach out to me who's a P4 student or maybe a PGY1 and they're saying, you know, we're really interested in your program. I'd love to have a chance to talk with you or your resident potentially. So you get on the radar of those RPDs and they can tell you things that, you know, that they're looking for in candidates. So I think all of these are really tremendous opportunities that you can do right now. They just take a little bit of time. It doesn't cost a lot of money, just a little bit of time. So I really suggest you look at those opportunities now. Yes, you both make really great points with that. Definitely one of the things that I felt when I was a student and a resident was trying to get those opportunities was, I think, very invaluable for my training and where I am now. It was very important for me to make those connections early on and even get those exposures into pharmacy informatics to get an idea of what it is that is pharmacy informatics, what are the different parts of pharmacy informatics per se. So that is extremely important advice, I think, for anyone in this position. And Connie, I really liked what you said about you don't have to be a P4 student, then a PGY1 resident, then a PGY2 resident. Your training for pharmacy informatics can happen at any stage of your career. And I love what you said, because I think that a lot of people may have the notion that you know, because I did not start my pharmacy training as a pharmacy informaticist doesn't means that I cannot get into pharmacy informatics later. So wonderful, wonderful advice from both of you. What characteristics or traits do you look for in potential residency candidates or new employees? Are there ways that candidates can be better prepared to be successful in a PGY2 pharmacy informatics residency training program? Beth, we'll start off with you. Okay, Right. Yeah. Again, I think starting right now, you know, start now and developing those skills and those competencies because you want to really make yourself marketable. Different things that you can do in data analytics or data visualization is quite popular right now. Even looking at some base programming, you don't have to be a programmer, but SQL is very important. We've actually introduced that in our P2 classes to our students to introduce them to that. They're not going to go in one class and be able to code in SQL just after that or be able to use data visualizations like Microsoft Power BI or Tableau. 
but it points them in that direction so that they can continue to build those skill sets as they prepare for these interviews. And I think that again shows that RPD that you're interested in this. You're really doing the additional things to prepare yourself to be someone that can hit the ground running, to have a really, you know, quick start in this position or in this residency. I think again, as we mentioned, looking at you know, potential additional degrees or certificates, really understanding clinical workflow is an important thing. And that could be developed, you know, in a health system pharmacy, it could be developed in corporate setting, it could be developed in a community pharmacy. So there's a lot of places that you can do that because being able to see the big picture as an informatician so that you can develop solutions that are quite important. I mean, one thing, for instance, when I had 10 years of health system pharmacy under my belt before I worked for the electronic health record company, I could see the picture. I mean, the programmers could program something, but if it added 10 extra keystrokes to every order entry, I know that it's not going to be marketable. It's not going to sell. And so understanding that, as well as talking with folks in those roles, you know, when you're developing these solutions is quite important. Also being able to kind of be a translator, right? You have to talk technical pharmacy informatics language here, but then the next thing you may be talking to a patient or talking to somebody that's not technical and not clinical. So being able to do that is great. I round this out, I think, with looking at the basic types of things that we want in our residents, dependability, professionalism, innovation, flexibility, and a really strong work ethic complement technical skills and experience very, very well. Connie, what about your thoughts on this? Those are great, Beth. Thank you. I agree completely. I think having that clinical knowledge is important. You know, take the time to understand and learn all of the clinical knowledge that you can because that's foundational for the work that we do. So if you want to go into a managed care role or you want to go into a retail role or an inpatient pharmacy role, understand the operational aspects, understand the medication management flow through those areas will definitely help you in informatics because then, as Beth said, you'll really be able to understand the downstream impact. You know, being able to understand what does that extra click do? Okay, it may not sound like much, but how often are they going to have to click that extra time? Is that every single order? Is that 90 times an hour? You know, how much will that add to alert fatigue? So being able to understand that, like Beth said, the big picture is huge. I think being able to accept feedback and incorporate it, you know, the residency program is time to learn, time to grow both your clinical experience, your informatics experience, but also your professional experience and your leadership experience. So being able to learn from everyone who's around you, both what works and what doesn't work, because you'll see both of those. So being able to understand that, being able to incorporate that into your workflow and into the work that you do, I think is important. Being willing to learn. You don't have to know informatics before you come into an informatics residency. That's what we're here for. We are here to teach you informatics. You just have to be, as Beth said, willing to learn. You know, you want to understand this. You are interested in informatics. You're interested in how it can help your patients and help your clinicians. You know, so really being willing to learn and understanding those other things. You know, the informatics piece we can teach you. It's some of the other things, like some of those other characteristics that Beth said that, you know, are harder to teach. So those are the things that we look for. Pharmacy informatics is really becoming so much more multidisciplinary and cross-functional these days. So being able to work with others, understanding things from the point of view of the nurse, 
of the physician, you know, of the other folks, the leadership, what do they need? And understanding all of that can really help you grow and help you in your career. Yes, definitely can echo what both of you said. I may not be a residency program director, but I think some of the most helpful pieces of this year and things that I can draw back on prior experience was having at least a foundational understanding of operations and how the medication use process is within the healthcare system. It really laid that foundation for the course of pharmacy informatics and training within this program for me. So those are really great comments. Last question of our session today is how do you stay motivated and inspired as a leader in pharmacy informatics? How do you motivate and inspire your residents? That is a fantastic question. I mean, I think there's so much going on. So much has happened over the last couple of years. Things have changed so much. Some days it is hard to stay motivated, but I think that there's a lot of things that we can do. I think first and foremost, remembering the patients that we impact. As a frontline caregiver, you impact a lot of patients. But as a pharmacy informaticist or healthcare informaticist, your decisions are impacting the lives of so many clinicians and so many patients. Really just remembering all of that, remembering how you're making it easier for them. They don't have to remember all of these things. You're putting it in front of them at the right time in the right place. So I think remembering that is very helpful. And, you know, things are cyclical. Some things are going to have really hard parts in your project, and then you're going to get through them. You always do. You know, so projects get hard and then they get better. So just remembering, yes, you will come out at the other end. You will learn things even from these really hard projects. You know, so remembering that, talking to others, having those safe spaces to be able to vent appropriately for your workplace, but being able to talk to others. I think the other thing is really understanding when and how to have crucial conversations conversations. If you're getting overwhelmed, if you can't meet your deadlines, if you're really struggling with a project and you don't know where it's going, think about how to have crucial conversations and practice that skill. It's a hard thing to do. Nobody likes to have crucial conversations, but really being able to practice that and learn how to do that so that you can get past the hard parts of your job and get back to the part of the job that you love because we are, we're all in this because we love it. You know, we want to take care of our patients and we want to take care of our clinicians. So those are some of the things that I've done and that I've learned from the other folks that both the residents that I've precepted as well as my other colleagues. Beth, how about you? Thanks so much, Connie. Those are tremendous, tremendous opportunities and tremendous advice pieces for the residents. I think basically I really love what I do. I really enjoy this area. I love working with students. So obviously in academia is a great place to be. But to introduce students to this and introduce residents to this and the opportunities to not say that, you know, I'm going to change every one of you into an informatician. But, you know, this is part of a sampler platter of great careers in pharmacy that if you are interested in that you can be aware of. I will throw in one little thing. I always put in a little qualifier when we're having data analytics discussions because I'm like, fair warning, a lot of students get into this and residents get into data analytics and they just get hooked on it. And it's an area that they want to go to. 
So I really think it's just making them aware of something and saying, if this is in your wheelhouse, if this is something you're interested in, let's look further at it. And so that motivates me to see students become interested in it. If not, they still have a good base foundation that they can draw from in many other areas of pharmacy. So I think that's motivating for them and it's motivating for me. I think it's really super motivating as well and exciting to see the job prospects that are out there right now. If you're looking at this, pop into LinkedIn, look at jobs. You don't even have to have an account, but I would suggest that you have one if you don't. And use different search terms. Like, you know, you can look at it within a particular city like Nashville, Tennessee, or across the United States. And so look at healthcare technology, look at healthcare informatics. You're gonna see a host of companies that have positions available and what they're looking for. So again, start right now, look at these opportunities. And then as we've gotten into the interview opportunities with our residents, our nine former residents across all different sectors from healthcare payer to corporate settings to health system pharmacy. And, and it's been exciting to see them start out with salaries, you know, that are really, really significant. And so you've got that training, you know, think about this with Two years of residency training equates to five to six years of experience. So we really counsel our residents on how to negotiate these jobs and negotiate salaries and, you know, start above 125, 130,000 a year. I mean, that is a fantastic thing. And that to me is the most exciting thing to be in my office. We're texting with them and they've gotten the position and they're sharing that with us. And then they in turn are excited to have students now and have residents. So we're kind of in our version 2.0, for instance. I've hired some of our graduates who are now adjunct professors in our master's, our online master's program. And so they in turn get to say, you know what, I sat right where you sat just a few years ago, a few months ago, and now I can help you and direct you. And what's even nicer is that they'll often have positions in those companies. So it opens up those positions that residents can look at as well too. So one last thing I'll leave you with, I know that's a long answer, but a lot to pack in it is just balance. That's another thing that's really important with our residents is to say, we want you to make sure that you're taking that vacation. You know, it's very demanding. You know, you've been in four very excruciating years of pharmacy. And now if you're in a PGY2, you've been in a PGY1, you know, five straight years of huge demands. Let's make sure we're balancing that. Let's make sure you're taking that time away when you need to take time away. And it's kind of cool too as well to be in academia. This is a big selling point for our residency is that at Christmas, you know, they get a couple of weeks off and that's in addition to their other vacation and sick time as well. So that's important no matter where you are. So I think all those packaged together really help us stay motivated and help us see opportunities that are on our table every day. What you both said is so great. Definitely agree with everything you both have said. It sounds to me like as long as you find a point of passion for informatics, it will continue to motivate and inspire you. And with that, I think also trying new things and having the opportunity to dabble in various different areas of pharmacy informatics as a resident, but also I think within our careers will keep me motivated and inspired to continue learning new things and trying new things. So definitely agree with everything you've said and wanted to add that this will continue for the rest of the career, not just during residency is the trying new things aspect.
With that being said, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our guests, Drs. Beth Breeden and Connie Saltzman for joining us today to discuss pharmacy informatics, women leaders, career perspectives, and residency training. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out the ASHP's Pharmacy Informatics Resources. You can find exclusive offerings in the Informatics Resource Center, including articles, standards, and guidelines, as well as practice tools for pharmacy informatics and healthcare technology-related topics. Thank you for tuning in for this session of Practice Journeys, and please join us for future podcasts. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.